This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything that you want. All you have to do, dial in toll-free. The number is 1-855-453-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And we invite you to the website over at freetalklive.com. We'll give you the features on the site for free. You get to control the content, if you like, or you just browse through it. Uh, But if you want, you can actually submit things that you find online to our website, and then other listeners can vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestion. You get to vote on things as well. And the most voted up of all of them will make it to the front page in the top of the site, at least until something else is voted to the top. So it's always constantly being updated as long as people are participating with it. So uh, feel free. Go and check it out and get interactive over at freetalklive.com. That's freetalklive.com. So News of the day that is definitely worth talking about, and that is the continued failure of the organization known as the Post Office. Uh, We have talked over the years on this program, just kind of keeping an eye on them as they just slowly swirl down the drain of irrelevance. As email, of course, continues to be an incredibly popular method of communication, social networking tools obviously now hitting uh, the mainstream and the post office has no way of competing. You know, they just they they essentially are the same operation that they were in 1972. Uh, they may have added a few new gizmos here and there, like they have their lame tracking system now, which is an insult to any real tracking system around uh, you know the delivery industry. I'm sure you've seen this tracking yes. thing where they give you some sort of a number, and the only information you can get is whether or not the package was delivered. Yeah. I forget what I ordered something recently, like a month ago, and there was it was kind of important, and there was no other shipping options. Oh, no. That just drove me nuts. It makes me nervous yeah. when that happens. Because I've had, I've had things come from the post office that's just been torn open. They they ended up being delivered, but the package was obviously mutilated on it's a, almost it seemed like in a purposeful fashion, like how how it could get so messed up in any other way. I didn't really understand that. But earlier this year, we told you uh, on this program, we reported the news about the post office just hemorrhaging cash and they've been doing it for a long time. Billions of dollars in cash, like on a monthly basis, just losing cash, just that right, you know, throw it into a fire. Basically, that's what they were doing. And uh, so they were unable to uh, basically handle cutting their their own business. They have to go to to Congress. So if they want to make major changes to the Postal Service, Congress has to approve it, which, of course, means that – can you imagine that in your business? If, if, you know, running Free Talk Live, if I had to go to some bureaucratic agency to try to get approval to, you know, modify my ad rates or to modify, you know, add a new radio station or, you know, something like that, it would be so slow and slow, so plodding. Uh, but yet that's what they had to do. Now, I'm not sure if these are Congress's uh, decision here. We'll find out in a moment. But there's big news about the Postal Service, finally, as far as their budget is concerned. They're, they're not going to disappear, unfortunately. It sure would be nice if they would disappear because then uh, maybe the market could fill the gaps and we'd actually have – well, we'd actually have mail service that was costing what it actually costs. Yeah, Mark brought this up once and it's funny because I never thought of this and I think – you know, it's just one of those things you grow up with and you know for so long you don't ever really consider how it operates. But 
it costs 32 cents or whatever it is now. It was 32 it's cents. It's 44 when I was now. <laughs> whatever. I don't mail stuff. So it, through the post office, I don't. I guess if I don't, who writes letters anymore? I did when I was in jail. Yeah, okay. but <laughs> And you tried to write me one in jail, and yeah, it didn't no, ever make it to me. It. I sent it twice. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe the post office took it. Maybe but they did. But either way. So it costs 44 cents to mail a right. letter down the street. It costs 44 cents to mail a letter to Alaska. And I was like, right. that's just not what it costs. That doesn't make any Clearly. sense. Clearly, it would cost more to send it to Alaska. Right. So, and Mark brought this up, and I was like, wow, I, you know, I'd never considered that. So if you still mail a check, this is from CBS News in Chicago, to pay your bills, it's going to take longer for them to get where they're going starting in January. CBS 2's Susanna Song reported that the U.S. Postal Service on Monday morning announced major budget and service cuts. As a result of the $3 billion in cuts, first-class mail that used to take one day to deliver will now take two to three days. Stamps will also rise in cost by one cent to 45 cents starting next month. So those are two major changes. The cuts would force the closure of 250 of the nearly 500 mail processing centers around the country, as well as some 3,700 local post offices this coming spring. So to shut down, they're talking about shutting down half of their major processing centers, the 500 mail processing centers uh, around the country. Several Chicago facilities uh, will be affected. Operational changes uh, they go through which facilities are going to be affected. However, (laughs) the workers at those facilities won't lose their jobs. That doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't, does it? What's the point of shutting down a facility if you can't actually fire the people that work there? (laughs) <laughs> it would be like Clear Channel closing down, you know, turning off radio stations, but still finding something for the staff to do around the building. Now, I get the idea of, as a manager, I don't like to tell people they have to go. Like, if they're a good worker, if they, I mean, it's probably hard enough just firing anybody for being bad worker, just dealing with firing somebody. Yes, it's very uncomfortable. Right, you used to do management. I, uh... So, I mean, that alone is hard enough, but when you've got somebody who's a good worker and, unfortunately, circumstances are requiring you to get rid of that person, that's a difficult situation. I mean, it certainly helps to have, like, a severance package in, in a situation like that to kind of ease the pain of uh, of the firing. But to just close a store, as we've seen with all these, you know, corporate cuts, Starbucks closed a bunch of stores a couple of years ago, if you, as you may recall, and... Uh, uh, but was it um, Borders Books shut down a number of their stores prior to actually closing the entire chain? It just that does doesn't wash the idea of shutting down locations and leaving everyone employed. Yeah, I mean I, this is kind of interesting. I work for a, a company and it's doing very well financially, and it operates some retail grocery stores in the South, and they actually closed some of the stores and they gave every employee including the managers the opportunity to go to a store of their choice wow that's incredible i know so i would say to that that you know people who work at the post office i think the reason they work there is because they feel like they have a job basically they they like that job security with the benefits and well, stuff. right it's a job for life right but but are they actually paying attention to how the post office is really doing as a company or did they just get a job at the post office and say well you know this job I'm going to have for life. So right. It's a government job, and it's no secret that once you've ingratiated yourself or passed whatever initial period, there's usually like a, 
with the police, for instance, there's an initial period where you can be fired, where basically you, you have to do what you're told for like a year or whatever, and then after that, they can't touch you. So it's it's that way. Tenure is what they might call it in the government school system, for instance. And I'm sure the post office is the same way. You know, once you're in, you're in for good. And their union is probably at, at uh, you know, caught at, to blame here because likely there's major negotiating issues with trying to fire any of these people. You, I, I recently, my, my job is in payroll. So what I do is I actually deal with a lot of unions and we have to do negotiations. And, and just to give you an example of how awful these people are, next year, Christmas falls on a day that we like have to be at work, basically. There's mm-hmm. no way the office can shut down because that's the day that the payroll is processed. Mm. And our boss is so terrified from doing it in the past of negotiating with unions that she will not do it. We are all working on Christmas. You're working on Christmas because no. the the unions because the unions are so difficult to negotiate. They have with to get their checks that, at a certain time, right? That, that our boss will not do it. She's wow. done it in the past, and it's been so unpleasant. Which is actually will kind you of get Christmas bonus for it or something like. I don't know. That's always. Nice. I don't care. About I always like that about working. I don't with. care about Christmas. I'll probably be the only one in the office that doesn't. Who's happy care. about coming yeah. in? Yeah, it doesn't bother me at all. Christmas is another day. It's a great day to go to work. I mean, nobody's on the road. Yeah. So, I mean, it's easy to get where you're going. But as you can imagine, all those people are, like, going to be Grumpy. not happy. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your super tuck at crossbreedholsters.com. Again, that's crossbreedholsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Use this number. Brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. And join us online over at freetalklive.com. If you've missed a moment of the show, that's not a problem. We've got archives, so you can go and grab as many as you like right there over at freetalklive.com. In fact, they go all the way back to late 2006. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. Dot com. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Julia. Uh, so, uh, Bitcoins. Maybe you've heard us talk about them. Maybe you've heard a little bit of buzz outside of Free Talk Live about them because, well, they're uh, definitely increasing in popularity and for good reason. There's nothing like the Bitcoin in existence out there, at least not at the same level of popularity that the Bitcoin is. I, I guess I've heard that there are some other competing digital currencies out there now, but uh, they certainly haven't made the same splash and uh, Bitcoin is the world's first free market peer-to-peer digital cash. Peer-to-peer, that means that there's no central bank. That means that there's no central corporation. That there's no issuer of the Bitcoin that can be shut down or attacked by the government. The Bitcoin network is, is peer-to-peer like uh, BitTorrent is peer-to-peer, like you know Napster used to be peer-to-peer, like you know file-sharing services uh, have been uh, peer-to-peer, except we're sharing currency, essentially, or rather sharing information about the currency and where it is. Uh, and so you have these Bitcoin wallets, and you can keep money in there. You can have as many wallets as you want to, and it can be completely anonymous if you want it to. Uh, so the, the currency is just – it's, it's a really neat uh, idea. 
and it's becoming more and more useful over time. You can use them anywhere in the world without needing permission from any government or corporation. It's almost instantaneous in, in how it works, and it's brilliant. And I think over time, I know that uh, Roger Ver from MemoryDealers.com is really excited about Bitcoin. In fact, he's so excited, he sent some physical Bitcoins here to the studio, and uh, he instructed us to give some of them away. So, Julia, you were given some of the, uh, the I physical I was given Bitcoins. a coin. Yeah, I thought we'd give you more than one, but if, if not... I think Luther took them. Uh, I have one. Yeah, they are pretty snazzy, so uh, you can go and get your own over at MemoryDealers.com. You can purchase physical Bitcoins and make great conversation starters and Christmas gifts over at MemoryDealers.com. If you want to learn more about Bitcoin, though, take a moment to go to WeUseCoins.com. That's WeUseCoins.com. Our number here is 855-450-FREE. We're talking about the Postal Service. Looks like they uh, have finally come up with some kind of a plan to cut three billion dollars in uh, whatever, I, I don't. It, it is not clear what that three billion dollars will be cut from. If that's like their yearly budget or what, because the last, if I'm recalling correctly, the last I I heard was they were hemorrhaging like three billion dollars um per quarter. So these people are seriously losing money, and cutting three billion dollars if this is off of one year is not going to stop them from losing money. It's just going to maybe slow the flow of blood a little bit. So according to the news over at CBS uh, Chicago, they are going to be slowing things down. They're going to close down 250 of the nearly 500 mail processing centers around the country, as well as some 3,700 local post offices this coming spring. However, they won't be firing anyone at any of those positions. So therefore... The bulk of the costs of those 250 operating centers and 3,700 local offices will still be in effect. I mean, in any business, the bulk of your cost is payroll. The bulk of your cost is the, the people that you have working for you. And I get it. It sucks to fire people. And I don't believe you can cut your way to success either. I think that's generally a bad way to run a business is to say, well, let's just you know, cut our costs to the bone and make our service crappy. And in the case of the, the Postal Service, well, I don't really give a damn if they cut themselves to the bone and, and die off because they need to go away. Maybe it's what they dinosaur. could do is they could have like um, some sort of reward program that was based on innovation. Like they could they could say, all right, guys, like the post office is we're not doing well. So if you guys come up with ideas on how we can start making money and then you get to keep your jobs. Well, you know, that would be something that a company that was actually innovative and interested in hearing uh, those sorts of ideas would, would do. Yeah. But unfortunately, again, I don't know what level of autonomy the post office has over running its operations. So even if they were to do something like that, they might have to take those ideas all the way up the chain to Congress and then have Congress decide on whether or not they were good ideas. So they wouldn't likely just be able to implement them. So there would yeah. be an incredibly bureaucratic process behind actually doing that. They should start with that. redecorating. You mean like not making it so ugly inside? I hate the post office. It's like the most drab, awful place on earth. Isn't it though? And then the people go along right with it. They need to have a party the drab planning people? committee. Yeah, we have a party planning committee at my work. They you need to have one of those. You don't think they do that? You don't think they have fun office things at the post office? I don't know. You'd think that they do plenty of... Uh, I, I, I feel like they do there. relaxing, but I don't know. If They're probably drinking on the job. <laughs> 
<laughs> Wouldn't you? If you work for the post office? They look like they're drinking on the job. So, and you know, some post offices are better than others, but uh, most most people do not have, that I know at least, don't have very positive experiences going there. And if you're there at the wrong time, the lines are atrocious. And well, everyone knows this who, about the post like, office. It's so funny. It's one of those jobs where... I mean, does anyone actually be, say, like, I want to be a postal worker when I grow up? Good question. I think some people end up saying it because they realize right. that it's they can get a job jobs that they that don't. When you're older, you're like, well, if I take this job at the post office, at least I'll have benefits and a security. You know, it's not like it's not a dream job. It's not something people aspire to be. At the post office at uh, Dearborn Street in Chicago, Monday morning, many people were lined up dropping off letters and boxes, but that doesn't reflect the overall situation at the post office, which is facing bankruptcy and needs to cut its budget dramatically. Their service cuts will mean slowing down the delivery schedule and thus check payments, as well as Netflix DVDs and other time-sensitive mail will arrive a day or two later than usual with the change. Which is already a day or two later than usual from UPS and FedEx's standards. No doubt about it. Although Netflix, they have certainly they've got it together, right, with their business. I mean, they've set it up, they've structured it in a way where they have different distribution centers around the country. So, like here in Keene, New Hampshire, whenever I get something, it's usually coming from Manchester. Although I think it sometimes comes from somewhere in Vermont as well. So they always try to send you a DVD from whatever their closest distribution center is. So that's and definitely helping. If you still pay your bills with checks, I would just like in the mail. I would just say why. That's so dangerous. I don't remember the last. No, I still do it. Really? I still do it. That's how like identity theft happens. Well, People that's go true. Your mail. Yeah. Well, if you pet, if you put it out right before the mailman comes, yeah. then it's no big deal. I'm not saying that that's like I think that the uh, the threat that's sort of over exaggerated. Yeah. But I did work at a bank and I saw some very sad things. So it like actually people losing their account yeah, like, information. Right. Sort of thing. I mean, simple things like statements and checks, people taking them out of the mail and stealing their account numbers. Well, the real and, problem is when it's the mailman that's doing it. Yeah. Right. Because I mean, it, they're not making enough money at the postal service, and they know that there's no way that they'll be held accountable. Like if mail just disappears you can't know which post office workers were handling it um you stopped watching the show weeds well yes, I, I did on your recommendation it's it's awful it's awful but i have to bring this up because we're talking about the post office stealing things the story towards the end is so ludicrous it doesn't make any sense like you think she just she's just making it up day by day the end is it over now well there's it hasn't been renewed so they don't know okay. so she left it they left it up anyway. weeds is the show you can tell us in a, in a okay. moment but weeds is the show about the mom who sells weed the to moron support her mom yeah she's not so bright uh but uh, she sells weed to support her family and it was great the first two seasons after that, it kind of jumped It just the got worse and worse and worse. Yeah, so more coming up here. 855-453. What are they on? Season They finished season seven. six, so they, they're they on seven? No, they finished seven. All right, more coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Take control of the airwaves. The new Ruger LC9 Centerfire Pistol, a compact, powerful 9mm pistol designed for discreet carry, is also a full-power, no-compromise backup pistol, incorporating the rugged reliability Ruger is known for. Visit Ruger.com slash LC9 to learn more. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want and dial in toll-free. 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. Here with you, it's Ian. And Julia. Inviting you to the website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free. We've got the bulletin board system. 
and uh, it's it's kind of different than it ever was uh, in the the past. About a couple months ago, we made some pretty big changes, some very needed changes. Julia, you've been uh, on the BBS for a long time. Yes. And it just had been in a constant state of decline for a period of two or three years because it was kind of a failed experiment. It was initially intended to be a virtually unmoderated uh, forum. And, well, it turns out that when you combine virtually unmoderated with anonymity of the Internet, you get uh, a troll zone and you get all kinds of unwanted stuff, basically. And so it was basically driving people away from the BBS. And so we've tried to implement a few changes that should hopefully make it a friendlier place to be. At least you'll have more control over your posts, for instance. This is one of the big changes is when you post a new message on the Free Talk Live BBS, if you're starting a new thread, you have total control over your thread. So if somebody comes into your thread and tries to you know, take it off topic or post something unacceptable or whatever, you can just del- delete that post. You can completely moderate every thread on the forum. So that's a pretty big change. Plus, there are more moderators now than before, and they have more leeway to enforce the uh, the BBS rules. So you can go, and if you haven't been in a while, maybe stop by again and check it out. I wonder if I'm still a moderator. I think you are. <laughs> uh, BBS.freetalklive.com is where you can go to do that. That's BBS.freetalklive.com. And it is the holiday season. That might mean you're looking for original gifts to get somebody, something besides you know the, the usual stuff. Uh, there's something that's pretty unique over at wisefoodstorage.com, and that is peace of mind. You know, you're dealing with uh, always the chance that something unexpected could happen right around the corner, whether it's a natural disaster or something else that could throw life into disarray. If that happens, it's a good idea to have some food in the house, and wisefoodstorage.com can help you with that. They've got delicious ready-made meals like cheesy lasagna and savory stroganoff that are packaged for freshness in individual metal mylar pouches. They carry a 25-year shelf life. You can prepare them in just minutes simply by adding water. And it's easy. I've tried this uh, the food out. I've tried a couple different things thus far, and I'm going to try more. Uh, but I've liked everything that I've had so far, and it is really simple. Uh, and the stuff sits on a shelf for 25 years. It tastes pretty good, all things considered. You can actually get yourself uh, your own sample. In fact, I, I made some for Luther, uh, some of the vegetable rotini uh, the other night, and he just gobbled that stuff up. Like he ate more of it than than I had. I had intended to eat more, but he'd eaten the entire uh, bowl of it before I could get back and and go back for seconds. Sounds like Luther. Yes, it was really good, and you can uh, test it for yourself. By getting the free entree sample, call them at 855-FOODWISE and or visit wisefoodstorage.com. That's 855-FOODWISE and wisefoodstorage.com to get your free entree sample. Then figure out whether you like it or not. I think you'll like it. And if you do, then you can order as much as you want. There's different size packages depending on the size of your family and how many months worth of food you want to store. Uh, you can use our code, promo code FTL. You'll get no-cost shipping and 10% off of any order for a limited time. Again, promo code FTL at wisefoodstorage.com, 855-FOODWISE. Now, we've been talking about the Postal Service, and you were going to give us an amusing anecdote of some sort from a fictional television program, but... Maybe it's based on realities, people's real experiences in yeah. the post office. You were just you were talking about people, the post office workers stealing stuff, right? So like checks and things like that. The show Weeds, which just got totally ridiculous and only amusing for how bad it was. Mm. Um, there was a an old teacher who Nancy. It was revealed that Nancy, as a sixteen year old hoe, basically. Uh, she had an, a love affair or whatever oh, yeah. with one of her teachers. And so she needs money and help. So she goes to this teacher. The teacher? 
Yeah, and he's <laughs> you want old. Money. Don't go to a teacher. And he's old, and he loves he loves her, right? Blah blah blah. Yeah. And um, so in in one scene, Does she he jump tells his bones? not as an old person. Okay, <laughs> but she did as a young person. I don't know exactly. I don't remember, but I only saw it once. But she's a notoriously hoary uh, right. in the show. So. Yes, yes, anyway. she is. So as it turns out, she was with the teacher, and he has been in love with her all these years, mm-hmm. and is just waiting for her to come back. And so Shane, who's the son, one day is alone with this creepy old dude, and the old dude says, hey, I want to show you something. And he brings him into a spare room, and as it turns out, this man has been a postal worker for like 20 years, and in this room is just stuff that he has stolen, stolen. from <laughs> the post office, and it's just a room filled with letters and oh, and God. boxes, and like they just start ripping them open, and there's money, you know what I mean? And wow. it's just, it was very entertaining. One eight five five four fifty three is the number here. Three billion dollars in cuts is uh, what they're making. It's going to take place. These cuts going to take place in uh, January. Expect cost of stamps to raise to forty five cents. So they're going up another cent. And on top of that, they're shutting down two hundred and fifty of their mail processing centers and thirty seven hundred local post offices this coming spring. So twenty twelve is going to be a major year for cutbacks. It means slowing the delivery schedule down. Uh, d- things that normally took a day will take two to three days now. So instead of cutting their business in a way that makes them more efficient, yeah, they've cut their business in a way that makes them even crappier than ever before. Well, I was just going to say, like, the reason why it's better to use a service like UPS or FedEx when you're talking about packages, because that's all they allow, right? Mm-hmm. Is, because of the law exactly. preventing them from doing first-class mail. Right. Um, you know, I always choose UPS or FedEx because, A, it's faster, and, mm-hmm. B, there's more of a guarantee. Like, you're, you can tra- track your package, you actually know where it track is it. at all times. You know where it is. If you can't find it, there is more recourse, you know what I mean? It's easy to get the insurance claim. Exactly. So it's just funny that the post office is in trouble because they can't compete. Right. And they're making themselves like less competitive. That's right. Like they're going backwards (laughs) instead of forwards. It doesn't make any sense. How is that going to help their business at all? It's not. It's not. Which is just proof that they are absolutely not a private business, which a lot of people will make that claim. They love to claim claim. that they are, yeah. But they are not because, first of all, if they were, they would never be able to be this in the hole, $3 billion every year. Oh, God, they would have gone out of business years ago. They would have gone out of business years ago. If they were a private business, they would have, I don't even know when it would have been because their history has just been awful. But certainly since email, uh, they would have gone out of business for sure. And they would have had to sold off their business to, you know, the highest bidder, which who knows what this old ass crappy postal system equipment is worth. I mean, how much money they can they can get out of it, I'm not sure. And who would want to buy it from them, I don't know. Do you but, get to keep the employees? What, if you buy the uh, Yes, postal, the friendly postal, postal workers? That would be one reason for me not to, uh, to place a <laughs> bid. But uh, so they're cutting things back. And it says here that uh, such a cut hasn't happened since 1971. Uh, Kyler Cumner, a business owner, a small business owner, who's a regular at their post office, one of the post offices in Chicago, uh, says that she mails a number of different packages to different countries on a really regular basis. She owns, a, I guess, a shop that specializes in handmade clothing and jewelry and so, uh, such. Uh, she ships many of her products through first-class mail, but with the changes coming to mail delivery next year, she says she's a little worried because that... The price effect will definitely affect the amount of money that I have to charge for the packages. So I wonder if 
It says here they're doing a cent on first-class mail stamps, so going from $0.44 cents to $0.45. Cents. But usually when the post office raises prices on first-class, they're also raising prices in other areas. So just because this article doesn't necessarily reveal that doesn't mean that the priority mail service won't be going up in uh, in cost and that media mail and that all the other different uh, service levels that they have won't uh, be raising as well. So I would expect you'll probably see price uh, increases across the board. And, you know... It's good news when that happens. I know, it seems like bad news. But the more the post office raises their prices, the less competitive they are because we know that they're able to subsidize the prices to some extent by Congress filtering in billions of dollars into their you know, into their business. And so therefore, they can always have a lower price than UPS or FedEx. But as you mentioned, with UPS or FedEx, you get accountability. As far as where the package is located, you get insurance on the package. That's not like a total joke. You get you know real tracking. You get customer service that's actually interested in helping you and retaining your business for the future. Uh, so, I mean, sure, people are going to have bad experiences with UPS and FedEx. But it pales in comparison to the Postal Service. And these people want to keep your business. So the more Postal Service raises their prices, the more people are going to say, you know... It's worth it to pay the extra two or three bucks to have the trackable shipping and to have the insurance and the customer service and the guaranteed delivery. More coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society, the wheel, the printing press, the Internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. The toll-free number is 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. And here tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And we can uh, take your calls. We can take your uh, interactions online. There's chat room there. You can head on over to cam.freetalklive.com and uh, get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners. Chat room's built into the same page as the webcam. Now, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as $3 per month. We will take that money and invest it into Free Talk Live uh, and get Free Talk Live on more radio stations around the country, bring more internet listeners on board, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. So go on over to amp.freetalklive.com. You can use Visa, MasterCard, PayPal to get signed up. And it's a big help for Free Talk Live. It makes a big difference for us. Uh, so head on over to amp.freetalklive.com. Now, if you're looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear, whether it's for you or for a holiday gift, manventureoutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, and boating equipment. I've got a set of knives, actually, from uh, manventureoutpost.com, and they're great. Uh, in fact, they're family-owned and members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau. Some prices are so low, we can't even tell you about them on the air. You can get an addi- uh, additional 5% off if you use coupon code FTL. That's FTL for the coupon code over at manventureoutpost.com. More about the Postal Service continued failure in a moment, but let's talk to Chris because you can bring up absolutely anything you want. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Julia in California. Hey, Chris. Chris? Chris in California? Hi. You're Hello, on Free Talk Live. Hello? Hey, you're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Oh, okay. 
Um, yeah, I was kind of wondering about, uh, you know, your guys' project, the Porcupine Project, I think it's called. You're uh, thinking of probably the Free State Project. The, the, the porcupine, Free State Project. The okay. Porcupine is the mascot of the, the Free State Project. I see, I see, I see. Assuming, you know, that, that it's going to continue to grow, and I very hope that it does, I was kind of wondering what your guys' thoughts were as far as um, employment and cooperation. Um, you know, I kind of have a hard... <clears throat> Time, you know, accepting, uh, you know, kind of like, you know, the wage uh, slavery uh, type of deal that currently exists mm-hmm. where the employer says you must, and you know, all people who apply for a job must make or earn starting off 5 or $6 an hour. <clears throat> and I was wondering, you know, if you guys, you know, uh, believe in the concept of, you know, people having ownership over their own production. And well, I think you right own, I think you totally own yourself. Wages. I mean, you, you are your own business. And uh, so you own yourself, and so you can sell your services at whatever rate is uh, is acceptable to you. And and if if no job is paying you what you feel like you're worth, then that's a signal that it's time for you to you know strike out on your own. I think ultimately jobs suck, uh, and I right. you know I don't miss having a job. I haven't had a job in since 2004 and that's great it's oh, been great awesome. for me but what i've what i've been doing is i've been able to find a, a niche where i can provide something to the marketplace that is you know right. unique and that uh that people are willing to uh, to pay for at some level and one right. of the nice things about jobs is when somebody perhaps doesn't have that sort of vision they don't know exactly where their talents lie or what they really want to do then it gives somebody something to plug into and maybe learn some skills uh so right. for instance if I hadn't worked for Clear Channel for six years, I don't think I would have the same level of radio experience that I currently right. do today. So there's some level of value, I think, in taking the corporate job simply because right. in some cases you can get paid fairly decent and you can learn a skill and then maybe strike out on your own uh, at some point. But, Julia, how do you feel about the, the job world? Well, I think it, there's sort of this misconception that um, business owners are like evil you know what I mean? And they just want to exploit their employees, for example, and they don't seem to realize that there's quite a bit of competition between employers to get the best employees, mm-hmm. at least businesses who want to run well. Yeah, well, if you're a good employee, if you're crappy, then, you know, it doesn't really matter. Right? Then no one will want to work for you and the constant turnover will not be good for your product. Well, Similarly, if you're a crappy employer, no one will want to work for you. And if you're a crappy employee, then you're not going to really have people jumping over themselves to uh, to get to you. Right. right. So I well, absolutely. The, kind of the issue that I had, like, if I could just get like a quick second, sure. if I was to go over there and start a business, let's say making furniture, mm-hmm. and I decided to hire a bunch of Latinos and pay them $3 an hour with the unspoken social contract and spirit of liberty that you know exists in that area, frown upon that and resist that type of thing. You know, well, first of I all, mean, this is New Hampshire. Um, to work for me, their basic right to negotiate. Yeah, well, obviously, I support your right to hire anybody at whatever rate that they're willing to work at. I mean, I you would can... say that uh, you're going to get the same uh, that you would anywhere. There are some people that would be all for it, and there's some people that would hate it. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, as far there's as no, public support was concerned, right? There's no way that you can pigeonhole any given area into thinking a certain way. I mean, people are individuals. I mean, I think that I think that within the liberty movement, most people would be supportive of individuals' right to contract. Uh, you know, although I might, you know, somebody else might hire away your uh, workforce for another fifty cents, and then you wouldn't have them anymore. But uh, you never know. But and first of all, society like that, like promote 
like a, a quasi-feudal system, even though it's done in, you know, without the state involvement. I mean, because right now as it currently stands, I mean, companies, whether they're corporations or not, have the right by law to set a wage. And if you go to a job, you have no legal right other than what you actually say as a free person. But to the, you know, to the, to the a person here in California who starts a job or anywhere else, even New Hampshire, you know, if I say minimum wage, it's minimum wage. You don't like it, get out, and people are forced to do it. I mean, well, no, you're never you forced a to do that. Like yours, you're, where everybody. No, I'm like, sorry, oh. I can't agree with that, Chris. You're never forced to take a job at all, so you're not forced to work minimum wage. Well, in if, fact, if well, people are forced to work minimum wage because it's the law of the land. How many okay, people so do you know that work for minimum wage? I think he's saying at least minimum wage. I don't work for minimum wage. I'm 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 self-contracted, you know. Right. So I get that, all right? But at the same time, and I was able to negotiate my wage, all right? But, okay. you know, for somebody <clears throat> who comes out of school, right, high school, goes through the system, mm-hmm. they're going to go and, 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 and work, all right? Sure, they could go out and start their own job, but the state is, act, you know, takes a lot of actions to kind of keep people from doing that. I mean, for all intents and purposes, the system pretty much wants people to be little, you know, honeybees and be humble. That's true. They, they do. Are you saying right. that you feel like that, the, the, you know, the wages should be able to be set lower than minimum wage and that's a frustration for you? I'm saying that when, when you have a group of workers who have an inherent right to, you know, to negotiate their wage, you know, a corporation or even an independent business uh, cannot sit there and say, you, you know, you, you have to, you know, I have a protected right to pay you $3 an hour. You know, okay, I'm, con- I'm confused. Do you understand him, Julia? Because I'm confused. I thought I did, but I'm confused because there's minimum wage is like $758 now in most states. I, I think federally it's $750. Yeah, it's pretty high. So okay. uh, can you run that by me one more time, maybe in different words? Okay. So uh, there's two problems with our nation in general Okay, we got, you know, a feudalist system that's purported by the state, right? It's it's very much kind of like a dictatorship. But that type of system, top-down organization, right, exists in both government and right now in, in, in private commerce. Okay, and that top-down president, CEO, all, well, you know... some the, companies are organized that way. A number of them are, but not all. But uh, some are, you know, employee-owned, and uh, some are, are horizontally structured. But anyway, so yes, the hierarchical structure is fairly common in this society. Okay. Right. So is is would would Keen or you know your guys' free state project? I mean, would it support that type of system? I mean, I I don't see. Would what it support the type of hierarchical system? I'm confused. It would, what are you asking me? Whether or not everyone in New Hampshire thinks the same way? I'm thinking that. I'm asking if you guys in the state project would essentially the worry that I have about those types of things is that you would end up, you know, getting rid of this, you know, the state, uh, you know, powers, and that people who make a lot of money would continue to perpetuate a top-down feudal system, but only private. I mean, Brave New World is pretty much like that. I mean, you mm-hmm. could get. All right, so I think I think here's the key. Here's the piece of the the puzzle you're missing. So you're afraid okay. that in the absence of government, let me see if I'm understanding you. you right. You're afraid that in the absence of the mon- monopoly on violence known as the state, that uh, people in business will be all the ever more in control of things, uh, in control and you know in power and wielding it over others. 
Well, pretty much. I mean, okay, the so here's you your paycheck. I here's mean, what you're missing. You're okay, pay. so here's here's what you're missing. Uh, without the violent monopoly around, anybody can start their own business in whatever way they want to, and they don't have to beg anyone's permission. Right now, you've got the the government uh, that prevents people from starting businesses. So right. if you wanted to start up what you had said, make your furniture and hire people at three bucks an hour, you'd be prevented at the threat of violence by doing that. And so, uh, so therefore, each individual who might have a vision for a business has a lot of them have looked into it. Uh, you know, a lot of people who maybe don't have a lot of money to start a business might be able to start a business out of their home, for instance. But in a lot of areas, it's completely illegal to work from your home. So they're totally prevented. Many poor people are prevented from striking out on their own and basically stuck in this crappy hierarchical job system that you're, you're very concerned with. So in the absence of government regulations and licensing laws, uh, then others would be able, those people would be able to start their own businesses and be able to break away from the corporate world. And I hope that helps, Chris. Thanks for the call Sounds tonight. Uh, hour number two is on the way. It's free time. DigitPress.com is your home for illustrated science fiction and adventure. Escape from Terra, Volume 2, continues the bold adventures of intrepid space pioneers as they find wealth, freedom, and a giant Elvis hit in interplanetary space. Phoenix Crumb is where Swashbuckle meets Steampunk in this offbeat space pirate saga written by L. Neil Smith and illustrated by Scott Beezer. Both books are $14.95 each and available now at BigHeadPress.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want. Dial in via the toll-free number at 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Julia. And we invite you on over to the website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the various features there. Uh, They're completely free. So head on over, freetalklive.com, and you can actually uh, control the content of the site. Use the Submit Show Prep button to submit different links from around the web, whether it's fun stuff or interesting or scary or whatever. Whatever you think our our, uh, listeners would enjoy seeing, you submit it to the website. And then there's this voting system that allows folks to vote up and down on the stuff they like or dislike. And the most voted up makes it to the front page. Go to freetalklive.com and get interactive. Last hour, we were talking mostly about the Postal Service cutting back on pretty drastically, if you think about it, on their service level. Uh, they are cutting they, – they say they're cutting $3 billion out, but it's not made clear in this piece from CBS News Chicago whether or not that $3 billion is yearly or what. I'm going to guess it's yearly, but there's not really anything to go on there. So they're cutting a certain number out, and what they're doing is they're going to close down 250 of their 500 mail processing centers. They're going to shut down about 3,700 local post offices. So it's a serious uh, reduction in buildings, but not a reduction in staff, because their claim is they're going to find jobs for every single one of those people. So therefore, they're not really doing too much to, uh, to cut down the size of the organization. And despite all that, uh, despite leaving all of those people employed, well, I don't know what it is they're going to be doing because they're cut. They're cutting back all the locations, but they're leaving everyone employed. But yet they're saying that the service level will be dropping. So it says in this piece that if mail takes a day now 
to get from point A to point B, that after they make these cuts, it'll take two to three days. So they're literally slowing themselves down by, you know, they're cutting their speed by 50% at least, if not more. You have to wonder, like, where this genius idea came from. Like a bunch of big, important businessmen sitting around in a table, you know what I mean? Well, they're bureaucrats, not businessmen. I I know, but just picture it, right? This is a business and we're trying Mm -hmm. to save it. I've got it. Let's deliver the mail slower than our competition. Right. And keep everybody in this, you know, move everybody into new buildings and uh, that they never worked before and have them do what? I mean, if you've got, can you imagine? I mean, if you, you work at a warehouse where food is going out the door constantly and, you know, people that are there get paid based on incentive to some extent, right? Like they yeah. get paid based on what they pick and pack and, and ship out. And uh, that's not your job, but there's that, that side of it. If you doubled the amount of workhouse or the uh, warehouse workers, which you wouldn't do because they're doing a fine job as is, businesses don't have an incentive to do crazy stuff like that but i mean that's essentially what they're doing they're cutting their locations in half so but they're keeping everyone employed so yeah. all the employees from store a are now coming over to store b and they're they're going to make it take twice as long or three times as long to receive the first class mail can you imagine what would happen if you brought twice as many food pickers in you should have it done in twice the time yeah it should be done faster but no, it doesn't work that way. This is the postal service. It, it's just such a crazy business model, and I think it's proof that the post office does not operate like a real business because they would have gone under a long time ago. Well, and and so there's multiple reasons why they are like this. Uh, one is their government monopoly. They have a monopoly on first class mail, meaning that mail that costs less than a dollar is considered first class mail. There's a law actually on the books in D.C. that is pro- prohibits you. If you wanted to start up your own shipping service and offer first-class mail and, sh- and ship things for you know the same price or less than the postal service, you would be put out of business because the cops would basically arrest you and you'd be charged with federal crime. That's what they did with Lysander Spooner back was it the a, uh, late 1800s, was it, Lysander Spooner? Was he 1800s or 1700s? I think it was the 1800s. Anyway, they don't like that competition stuff very you know much. What, the, uh, they remind me of the phone company. Which I'm not old enough to remember the government phone company. The monopoly, but the, you Ma see Bell. it in old old movies, and John yeah. Stossel actually mentions it in um, Stupid in America, I think, mm-hmm. where he makes the connection of why competition is a good thing, and and he says that uh, you used to be illegal to have an answering machine, like your own answering machine. It was illegal to have. It was <laughs> there was a law in the books. It was called installing a foreign device. I wow. think. Wow. And, uh, you know, the telephones, they were all black. You had these operators. They were slow. They were inefficient. And eventually, technology just improved so much that it put them out of business. They just couldn't keep up. Well, at one point, they the government did uh, deregulate that, and they, they actually allowed competition, I think, in long-distance And they couldn't service. keep up. Oh, you mean the original company? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and Mary Ruart talks about the phone monopoly in her book as well, Healing Our World. It's a very interesting story. It, it, you know, it's like a fiction to me. I, I've only seen it in old movies, yeah. and I, so I, I, you know, I don't, I didn't experience as a kid. I don't, I don't know anything about it except what I've heard. But that's what the post office reminds me of. It's like they're this slow, ancient being that's still around it's for a some dinosaur. reason that can't. They can't keep up. They're not even trying, are they? They're just rolling in the tar pits in their death throes at this point. 
look, here's another reason why the Postal Service is this way. They're delusional. Let me give you a quote from uh, the post office guy here. This is uh, Matt Reynolds, Mark Reynolds, spokesman for the Chicago district of the post office, said the changes are being driven by a lack of revenue and volume. He says, in 2006, the, the good quote comes up after the numbers here, in 2006 we handled 213 billion pieces nationwide. Now that number's down to 170 billion. So that's a significant drop in the actual volume of mail that they're going through. And even though the growing use of uh, email, social media, smartphones, and other technology for communication is a large part of what has led to the declining use of the Postal Service, Reynolds, the spokesperson, said postal officials aren't worried that more people will turn to the Internet because of slower mail delivery. This is just pure, unadulterated delusion. Quote, no, I don't think we're totally worried about that. The changes in itself aren't going to drive people further. What we're trying to do is put ourselves in the position to be profitable again. So he's just basically – he's saying that, no, this is fine. Everybody's going to be okay with us. We're going to cut the service back. We're going to slow ourselves down, drop from a day in service time to two to three days. And no, that's not going to encourage people to find other options. I would be disturbed as an employee if my CEO got up and said something like this. Yeah. You know, I would be concerned about the state of my business. This would be the equivalent of the general manager at McDonald's saying, you know, because here here in in Keene, we've got, uh, don't they have two drive-through windows or something like that? I think they actually have two windows you can pull up to. So it'd be like like the GM saying, yeah, we're going to shut down one of those windows. Oh, yeah, I know. There's cars backing up already because... I mean, if it's busy at McDonald's, even with two windows, you've got a line of cars. Oh, yeah, we know it's going to mean that it's going to take twice as long for people to uh, get their burgers. But they just love our burgers so much, they're going to keep coming for them. (laughs) I mean, it's so crazy. Does does the post office really think that they have, like, a loyal customer base? (laughs) Like, is there anyone out there who loves the post office? That's what he seems to think. Even though his volume has dropped from, you know, 213 billion pieces to 170 billion in five years, even though they're, you know, they're delivering, let's see, 260 down. That's almost 100 billion that they're down. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) So they're uh, continuing on completely delusionally thinking that cutting their service isn't going to result in people finding other options because – if, if it's taking longer to use the post office, think about all the folks on eBay, for instance, that are selling uh, products that are you know wanting to get things from point A to point B, and they're wanting to do it at the lowest possible price. Well, the prices are going to go up. They're raising prices in January. So that's going to be one factor that's going to encourage them to take another look at FedEx. And then the fact that it's going to take longer to deliver the products is going to be another factor that's going to make people take another look at FedEx and coming up with other options for getting their uh, their product to their customers. But he says we're not totally worried about that. Even for those who rely so much on the Internet, uh, says here they're willing to use the Postal Service a little more regularly. Tyler Heron, one of their customers, says, I'll continue to mail things. And if it has to be two days later, three days later, I'll still come here and do it because you've got to support them. So apparently there are some fans, Julia. That's awesome. <laughs> I bet they're 70 years old. Yeah, that's not made clear how old uh, Tyler is. one 855 is the number here. I feel it, like your grandfather would have had to be the postmaster for you to feel that way. In addition, it does say here that a total of 100,000 postal workers could lose their jobs. So 
one point they're saying they're going to keep all their jobs. Now they're saying 100,000 might lose their jobs. Anyway, 855-450-FREE. Do you work for the Postal Service? What do you think about these changes that are coming up? It's Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. show is Free Talk Live. It is called that because you are free to call in and talk about anything. And we're live every single day of the week, seven days a week. We're here for you. You can join us online, of course, over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features we have, including the mobile site. Uh, you get access to our live streams and podcast if you go to m.freetalklive.com. Quick stuff for those on mobile phones. M as in mobile.freetalklive.com. Of course, if you've got a fancy enough mobile phone, you can always just go to our regular site and use that too. Uh, but the M site gets you that uh, quick access, m.freetalklive.com. Now, Vaporsmiths, we've been telling you about their product, and I am pretty excited about it, and I've never been a cigarette smoker. I just think the e-cigarette is one of the coolest things uh, ever invented. It is safer than using tobacco. Uh, it's, in fact, uh, much better than using tobacco in so many different ways. You don't have to leave where you are, unless you're in Boston now. They're <laughs> they're outlawed in Boston, uh, but aside from that... Oh, you hadn't heard that, Julia? Oh, I heard. Oh, okay. So, uh, but most places, you can use the, the e-cigarette. Uh, you can stay inside at the, your favorite bar or restaurant, uh, use the e-cigarette. In fact, uh, it's not going to make your clothes stink. It's not going to make your house stink. When I was reading this article, I, I my favorite part of reading articles like this is the comments. And there was a gentleman on there. On the who's, Boston thing? Yep. There was a gentleman on there who said that um, he smoked the e-cigarette. Or I guess it's not really smoking. You're vaping it. Yeah. Vaping the e-cigarette while his, in the delivery room while his wife was giving birth and the doctors really liked it. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah. It's a, it's a great product, and Vaporsmiths has a really good one. Uh, you can go to Vaporsmiths.com. It's one of the best-made e-cigarettes out there. Uh, 855-2-GET-VAPOR is their phone number, Vaporsmiths.com. So you're going to save money because the average uh, pack-a-day smoker is going to save $120 a month with the e-cigarettes. So that's a for, for me, that would be a huge incentive to, to switch. Uh, but on, on top of that, it's, it's going to be better for you. And you've got more convenience uh, in using it. I mean, there really is no reason not to try this product, especially considering how affordable it is. Uh, you get free shipping on orders over 60 bucks at Vaporsmiths.com, and you'll get a free starter kit, which includes the charger and includes two different uh, Vaporsmiths e-cigarettes. So you've always got one. If, if you need to charge one, you'll have one charged. I mean, you're good to go at all times with this kit. So you get the free starter kit if you purchase 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. So use our coupon code FTL when you buy at least 40 cartomizers. Get your free starter kit and get started. The flavors, I didn't even mention that. They've got all kinds of neat flavors. They've got stuff that tastes like cigarettes you might be familiar with, like Turkish and Reds. Uh, And they've also got tasty stuff like vanilla and strawberry and cherry. So head on over. Oh, and different uh, different levels of nicotine, too. So you can start on the full level and work your way down and kind of wean yourself off of nicotine with it if you want. So, again, Vaporsmiths.com, code FTL. As we continue here, uh, we will take your calls about absolutely anything. We've got Kelvin on the line in Colorado. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Julia. Hey, Kelvin. 
Hey, good evening, Ian and Julia. Hello. What's hey, on uh, your mind? Hi there. Hey, uh, I wanted to uh, plug my uh, poll I put up on the Free Talk Live message board a little bit because I'm not getting much response, and I think it makes some good discussion uh, material, too. Uh, I've heard uh, Scott the Bigot call in uh, probably half a dozen times now in my uh, listening career, and I just can't quite figure out if if he's for real or if he's actually just pulling everybody's leg and just enjoying really? tweaking everybody. You know, there have been people who've been saying this for a long time about Scott the Bigot. They don't believe he's real. Uh, Julia, what do you think? I don't know. I kind of feel bad for him because I feel like you're mean to him and he seems like a nice guy except for the bigot thing. Except for the fact that he hates people who are <laughs> Right, aren't but like, when he talks, he's Christian so friendly males. sounding and... So, I don't know. Maybe yeah, he I, is faking. I don't think so. I yeah. think he's real. Can, can I run off uh, like the, some of my thoughts on this? Sure, I, please. I put this in the poll, uh, arguing, you know... So, there's a poll up on the BBS that, about this? Yeah, yeah, I put one up there and only two people have responded okay. to it. So, uh, I'm interested in having people that actually listen to the show go and uh, give their input. Anyway, uh, one of the items, uh, he seems to be of average to above average intelligence at... And most people in the neo-Nazi, white power, uh, skinhead-type movements have, I've been exposed to have been very uneducated and not very intelligent. Uh, he has reasonably good or, oral communication skills. Uh, oh, okay, as you go down people. the list, let's respond to each, if you don't mind. Right. So, so yes, right. he, he, he certainly seems intelligent, uh, but I would say he's not involved in a skinhead movement because he stays in his basement and uh, lives in it, or lives in his mom's house. So, like, he never leaves. He's not involved in any kind of. See movement. that right there makes me feel like it's not true. You don't think that's real? What? Well, I feel like that's part. Like that's funny, right? Like I'm I'm a guy who lives in my mom's basement. Like I, I don't well, think I don't most think people he's are. Actually, so... I said that he lives in his oh, basement, okay. but he does live saying... with his mom. He does live. Yeah. His, his mom actually picked up the phone one day when he was on on the air with us. Which, uh, as, you know, here's my position on it. If Scott the bigot is not real, it's some of the most brilliantly like uh, consistent level of uh, basically just phone pranking that is uh, that has ever occurred well I mean, that's good of... because the prankers that we have otherwise are are awful but so. he's not funny i mean he, he's not <laughs> he's despicable and uh, it's just yeah. one of the most consistent uh characters we've ever had on the show and i just it would be exhausting i would think to uh, to be a character like that where you just have to exude hate at every moment of your being anyway go ahead kelvin with the other points yeah, he may consider himself some kind of performance artist or something. And I, I wasn't meaning to imply that he was a skinhead or anything. I just meant people that subscribe to those types of, of beliefs. Uh, anyway, uh, another one, uh, he has reasonably good oral communications, uh, and that also goes against the uh, examples that I've seen of uh, people of that persuasion. Uh, he's mm-hmm. persistent and does not get upset during the banter with you guys. Uh if he really has so much hate, I'd expect him to like lose his control sometimes. Uh, did you want to respond to that, or I'm, I'm, I'll respond when I feel it's appropriate at this point. Uh, okay. I don't know what else to say. Okay. I mean, you're, you're making interesting yeah. points. I just, yeah. I find it yeah. hard to assail uh, him as uh, somebody who's not real. I, I'm convinced yeah. he he sold me on it. I mean, why would you want to? Be, why, as someone who's playing a character? I mean, we've had character callers from the beginning on this show, and some of them have been brilliant and hilarious. Uh, Cobra Commander comes to mind as one of the more recent ones, but even in our early days, we had uh, had people. And then over time, there were some people who 
were so silly. It was we wondered if they were real or not. Like Walt, uh, of course, there was Paula, who I believe was completely John real. John the homeless man. Uh, John, he's real. John the homeless guy is real. Uh, but uh, there were some people yeah. that are totally fake, like Gay Chris. He called back in the early, early days of the show, and that was before we were even syndicated. We've had some great callers who were uh, characters, but to run a character that's just so hateful, why would you do it? I mean, it's not fun. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. <laughs> what is what is the but, uh, actor getting out of this? It, because it obviously drives you mad. But it doesn't drive me. Let me give you an example. Scott the Bigot, he's such a chronic caller to the show. So we have certain rules about how calls are taken on Free Talk Live. And, uh, you know, you can call and talk about anything. But if you if you become a chronic caller, meaning you're calling every night or you're calling several times a week, and uh, especially if you're Scott the Bigot, who is a predictable chronic caller. So it'd be one thing if you were calling regularly and talking about different things. But Scott calls and it's always the international Jews and da-da-da-da, something Jews this, blacks, mostly Jews. Uh, and so when Scott calls in... I'll make him wait sometimes, just because I'd rather talk to other people. I'd, I'd rather talk to other people, and everybody knows what Scott the Bigot's going to say. So, not only is Scott the Bigot the, one of the most dedicated, like, on-message callers of all time, if he's faking it, but he's also been sitting on hold the entire show tonight. So I'll tell you what, I'll bring you on with Scott here in a moment if he sticks uh, with us here, and you can talk to him. More with uh, this in a moment. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number is 1-855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free. We've got the archives that go all the way back to late 2006. You can download as many of them as you would like at freetalklive.com. So enjoy those. Coming up February 23rd through the 26th, we will be at the Liberty Forum. Well, Julia, I don't know if you're confirmed for it yet, but you're certainly invited to come. Free Talk Live uh, will be there, and many of our co-hosts will be in attendance. But it's not an event about Free Talk Live. It's just that we like to go out there and do remote broadcasts from there because it's a great event. And I don't charge the Free State Project for uh, doing the remote, basically – you know, they put us up in a hotel room for for the effort. Normally, when you go and you do a remote somewhere, that's pretty expensive if you hire a nationally syndicated radio show. But I do it because I think the Free State Project is a really great idea, and I think the uh, the Liberty Forum and uh, their other event, which happens during the summertime, Pork Fest, are two incredible events where it gives people an excuse to come up here and to experience New Hampshire. And to see what it's like to be around hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people, people who want to be free and who not only want to be free but are willing to do something about it, willing to pick up their lives and move across the country in some cases. Uh, Julia, you and I moved from Florida a few years ago. Some have moved from California. Others are moving from around the world 
to come here and get active for liberty. And so the Free State Project's Liberty Forum is one of two events that gives you the chance to kind of connect with this community, to meet a lot of the people that are already here, to meet others who are like you maybe and considering moving here. Go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. You can get signed up there and use our coupon code FTL2012, and that will save you 10%. Now, I believe the early bird registration phase has passed uh, at this point. So you're going to pay a little bit higher price because you waited. You waited. They they announced their big speakers uh, at this point. Peter Schiff was the uh, the latest announcement. And, of course, if you're familiar with him, he's um, of Europac, I believe it is, Pacific. Anyway, he does investment advice and has been – you know had predicted the downturn uh, economy, just like Ron Paul did. So Peter Schiff will be there. In fact, he's going to be doing a seminar of some sort on Friday, and then after that we'll be giving the keynote speech, and there'll be a banquet dinner and everything. So you can go to, again, freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. Get signed up. Use our discount code FTL2012, and come for as much of the weekend as you can. It's going to be a long weekend. It starts actually on Thursday the 23rd, goes through Sunday the 26th, so Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Loaded up with stuff to do, keynote speeches, banquet dinners, luncheons. Uh, you've got all kinds of uh, speeches. Panel discussions will be scheduled. The schedule has yet to be announced, so that's still to come. But some of the speakers have. So you're gonna you're gonna hear from people like Peter Schiff, John Lott from More Guns Less Crime, Michael Cloud from the Center for Small Government, uh, Jody Emery, who's a longtime friend of Free Talk Live, will be there from CannabisCulture.com. She's one of our Shrine of Female listeners members, and we talk to her from time to time about her husband Mark, who is currently in a federal prison cell for the horrible crime of selling seeds on the internet uh so she'll be there to update us on mark's situation and and see what it's like to be in new hampshire she's never been to new hampshire before so that's going to be a lot of fun word is there's a uh, 420 celebration that's been scheduled for the liberty forum this year to reprise what happened back in 2010 where national police cracked down hard and made multiple arrests at the uh, 420 celebration that happened that year so it should be interesting to see how that goes uh, this time around it's a great time whether you want to get in whatever you want to get involved in whether it's the state house tour going to the luncheons i mean there's so much to do and it's the best part about it is being around the people it's being around the liberty-minded people that there's no there's nothing quite like it so come on out to the Liberty Forum, freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum, as we go back to Kelvin in Colorado. Uh, Kelvin, are you still there? Yes, I am. Okay, so you were talking about Scott the Bigot. He is one of the uh, chronic callers to Free Talk Live, and he has for years been calling the show and spouting his bigotry. And I don't really know what his intentions are. I, I don't, I'm not sure if he's trying to convert people to being bigots or if he just likes the fact that he can get on the air consistently on uh, on one show and be able to spout his hatred I'm not sure but he does continue to call and that's why he gets special treatment as a caller and when I say that he gets special treatment in that I won't put him on the air right away like I will with most you know most callers mostly you know once we get done speaking on the topic and we go to the phones anybody can get on but in Scott's case uh, I've been making him wait the entire show here tonight so because it sounds to me like your hatred for Scott the Big I don't hate Scott is I the pity same him as Scott's hatred for the lizard Jews No I don't hate Scott I pity Scott I feel sorry for Scott. I'm I'm sad for Scott that Scott's life is uh, you know presuming he's for real and I think he is. I feel sad that Scott's life is so empty, that it's so unfulfilled, that he is uh, you know living in his mom's house, that he hates pe- people who look different from him, that he hates people who aren't you know white Christian males, which is essentially what he is. 
and that uh, that that's his life is to just cloister himself away from the world and hate people. There's there's no reason for me to hate somebody like that. So Scott's on the line here. Let's uh, let's bring him on. Scott, are you there? Good evening. You, uh, you, you've uh, been waiting very patiently, William. Scott, and now you're on with Kelvin, who doesn't believe you're real. You know, Kelvin, uh, I heard you uh, say something very interesting that caught my attention. Uh, why don't I uh, uh, get on the air uh, and uh, show uh, more hatred? Uh, first of all, people are not going to listen to what? you if you're screaming all the time. Uh, they're just going to tune you out. You have to speak uh, in a uh, in a coherent, uh, reasonable uh, manner. Uh, otherwise, uh, they're not even going to—they're uh, not even going to waste the time of day with you. Hey, Scott, what are your goals anyway in calling uh, talk radio? Because we know that you don't just call this show. You've called—you've been heard calling uh, Glenn Beck. You've been heard calling Stephanie Miller. Uh, so you've called other talk shows as well and, and spewed your hatred. Are you trying to convert people, or what are you—what are your goals? I'm not looking uh, for for recognition. Believe it or not, I'm not. This is what my ambition is. My ambition is to educate America. I'm just one person, that's all I am, uh, to what's going on in the United States, that we do indeed live under a Zionist-occupied government. Uh, Are you hoping so, that, that, if, that people will believe you and, and begin hating other people? Is that your intention? No, no. The people will listen to the message and understand why America is the way that it is. Does anyone ever agree with you? I mean, when you call the other shows, because certainly you don't get agreement on this show. You get uh, you know taken down in as many pegs as possible by Free Talk Live. Do you ever f- find national talk show hosts uh, saying, yeah, Scott, I want to hear more about uh, your beliefs? Most people put me down. Yeah, well, that's because uh, that you're despicable. That, that, that doesn't bother me at all because, uh, be- because I'll tell you why. You see, we live in a world, especially in the United States, where everything has to be uh, a soundbite. Everything has to be uh, uh, to satisfy people's. We, we just like we get food at McDonald's in a drive-through. We have to satisfy our. Uh, our so you're our, like our the drive-through hatred guy. So I'll uh, tell you what, Scott. I want to make sure Kelvin gets in here with uh, some things that he has to say, or perhaps questions he has for you, Kelvin. Uh, Scott, first of all, uh, it's a pleasure to to speak with you. You uh, and what I would like you to to do is, I'd like to you to assure, uh, swear, or affirm to the audience uh, on your honor as a member of the white race uh, that uh, you truly believe that, that the things that you're telling us, that, you know, about Zog and the mud people and all these things. Uh, that you're sincere in that and that you're not just calling to, to pull our legs. And I want you to, to state that on your honor as, uh, as, as a member of the what you consider to be the, the highest uh, order of the, uh, the human genome or what have you. Yes, I swear on my honor. <laughs> I, uh, like I, the, uh, like I, a fake caller is going to like not be able to do that, Kelvin? Well, the... I, I suppose that's true, but I mean, he he sound that sounded sincere to me. I what, mean, well, I mean, here you go. What kind of fake caller is going to stay on hold for an hour and a half just so he can spew the same old rhetoric that he's constantly spewing? I mean, it's just it's it's very unbelievable that Scott could be fake. <laughs> hey, Scott, thanks for the call tonight. Uh, we're done with you for now. And, uh, Kelvin, uh, I think you said you had something else. We'll bring you back right quick here in a moment. 855-450-FREE. 
certainly he wasn't expecting to, to talk to Scott the Bigot when no. he called in. Uh, more coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Ovaltine. Give your kids the nutrition they need to be their best. Visit us at OvaltineUSA.com. Telling your child about healthy food choices is important, but showing her what to eat goes a lot further. Have her help create the grocery list, then bring her to the store with you. Picking out healthy foods together helps kids get in the habit of thinking about what they're eating every day. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash Your Family Today. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want. Toll-free number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. And I mentioned SACL CAI. It's a company that knows how to do collections. They do it with respect. They want to resolve issues for your customers so they can keep being your customers in the future. You don't want to get rid of them. You just want them to make sure they you know, make the payments and then keep buying your stuff down on into the future or uh, buying your services. You can go and learn more about SACL CAI through their banner at the top of our banner column over at freetalklive.com. Longtime supporters of Free Talk Live and major supporters, Jason Osborne behind SACL CAI, a major supporter of the liberty movement. So thanks to uh, SACL CAI. As we continue here, we'll uh, take your calls about whatever you want. Let's go to Donnie listening in Michigan. Donnie, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Julia. Hey, how you doing? Hey, I was wondering if you can tell me who does that uh, Porcupine Realtor song. That would be Hannah Hoffman. Or Hanarchist, okay, as uh, she is called. I heard her once on the, uh, the uh, She Talk Live. Yeah, she's, uh, Hannah's a, a, ta- a very talented musician and uh, nice, nice young lady. She does the Mark Warden song, and she also does the theme song for uh, Pork Therapy, which is another fun show at porktherapy.com. I love that. I love that stuff. I, when I, I always sing along with that song when it comes on, and when, when I finally memorize the words, I got it stuck in my head. That's good. That's a good. That's a good jingle. I mean, you get a jingle stuck in your head. That's going to hopefully stick the advertiser uh, in your head as well. And then you know when you'll think when you think about realty, you'll think about Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor. Hey, also, you took the wiki away. Yeah, so sorry about that. Nobody was using the thing. Yeah. So I liked it. <laughs> the, the market had spoken. You're talking about the Free Talk Live wiki. For those that do mm-hmm. not know, and I doubt very many people know, because hardly anyone was using it. <laughs> Uh, you know, once Wikipedia hit the scene, uh, it was like a big deal. You know, Wikipedia, is, it still is. Wikipedia is huge, obviously. But uh, everybody had to have a wiki then. And so Free Talk Live decided to jump on the bandwagon. And we thought it would be a cool idea to, you know, let the Free Talk Live listeners uh, create a website, basically, for us. And so the Free Talk Live wiki came before the new redesigned Free Talk Live website. And indeed, it was a good idea, I think, for a short time. I mean, people came in there and they created all kinds of, uh, of pages. You know, what ha- you know what happened is Triddle went away. That's why that's why the Free Talk Live wiki is no more. You mean one of the people that there was... There was a guy who would, was like on there every day. He was very active in the in the wiki community. There were a few people that, that were pretty active. In the beginning, it was fairly active and it just kind of trailed off over time. And I guess maybe it's because it, you know... 
I don't know why, but uh, people decided that to stop. And if people stop tending to a wiki, that tends to mean that the few people that will come around will have an undue amount of control over it. So, you know, you can have one person come in and really screw things up uh, if, if people aren't around to kind of keep an eye on things. Like on Wikipedia, there's enough people eyeballing it at all times to make sure everything stays A-OK, uh, but it wasn't the same thing for the, the Free Talk Live wiki. So the decision, I made the decision that it was time to pull it, and I did make the, a different choice this time around. There was one time like a year ago where I deleted a bunch of posts off the Free Talk Live forum just to just purge out a whole it was just getting really big and so we purged out a bunch of posts and that really upset like one person and uh that one person threw a, a hissy fit about it and i realized that you know maybe i could have done that a little more tactfully so this time when we took the wiki down we actually archived the entire thing and so it's all the content still exists it's all in a zip file on the free talk live bbs uh, and people can someone could in theory download that zip file, upload it to their own copy of uh, media wiki on their own server, and relaunch the free talk live wiki so there 's no reason why it couldn 't come back if someone really did give enough of a damn about it I did download the file but i don 't know how to how to do all that <laughs> you got to have some tech geek uh, i t wizard handle that for you i i couldn 't tell you what to do with it well, the real point of my call is uh you know how you 're always talking about uh uh, you abandoned the, the term libertarian because it's loaded with baggage, and, and anarchist obviously is explosive. Yeah, and, uh, to say I the least. Run by you, autocrat, because I I think that's the term that describes me best. Dis- that sounds horrible. I'm, what is it? I'm, I am an autocracy. I'm not part of any percentage. I'm 100 percent me. So you believe autocrat means you're 100 percent you? I I guess anything with the word crat after it sounds icky to me. Yeah, it does, but I don't know. I, I think it. I don't know. Autocrat, an absolute ruler, especially a monarch who holds and exercises the powers of government as by inherent right, not subject to restrictions. Definition two: a person invested with or claiming to exercise absolute authority. Three: a person who behaves in an authoritarian manner, a domineering person. I don't know if I would want hmm, that label I don't like for myself. That. Yeah. That's not <laughs> That's a good not one. What I'm in at all. How about I like I like voluntarist. I like uh, consensualist. Yeah. I like those two. Julia, what do you think? Okay, well, I like me. me. That's always a fair one. If you, if you don't have a label, then people can't pigeonhole you, right? Yeah, I don't like labels. Sure. There you go. We're uh, all individuals. Donnie, thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. But I kind of feel like that's a cop-out to some extent, Julia. Do you want me to give you a label? Well, no. I mean, if that's what you want, if you want to be you, that's fine. I just feel like if you're in a conversation with somebody, it's nice to be able to throw something out for them so they can learn more about it, like it later on on their own. Like, oh, I'm a volunteerist. Well, what's that? You can give them a little bit about it. And if they wanted to, they could go look up volunteerism and learn more about it. But I don't know. Maybe there's value to that. Maybe there's not. Maybe you're maybe you're right. Maybe that you shouldn't use use labels. You can use labels if you want. Obviously, I can. How's I just don't. I just don't like. It. I mean, I just you know, I'm an individual. I, I have my beliefs, and if I feel like it's appropriate to talk about my beliefs with mm-hmm. somebody, I I certainly do. If I don't, I keep them to myself. That's fair enough. Eight five five four fifty free. I, that's the way that you know things should be. Let's go to Michael listening in Spokane. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Michael. I don't think you should push your beliefs on anyone. I agree, Michael. Hello, Ian. You're on with uh, Ian and Julia. What's on your mind tonight? 
Uh, hi, I'm kind of doing a follow-up call on my court case I called in a few months ago about. It was a $1,000 traffic ticket. Whoa, what was it for? I think Mark was here. I don't, you might have been in jail. Well, give me a recap. Um, what, what what was it? Um, it was it was first. Um, I wrecked my car in a ditch. The cop wasn't even there. He showed up afterwards, gave me um, uh, two tickets. One, I my car wasn't registered, so they gave me a non-registration ticket and um, a reckless driving ticket. Even though he wasn't there and he didn't see me, there was no witnesses. Okay. And this was in Nevada, so those two tickets came out to be a thousand dollars. And so, uh, unregistered vehicle traffic, and reckless driving was it? Tickets. Yeah. Wow. Thousand dollars. Now, that's the standard fine for these things, or have you been caught for these before in the past and they like jacked them up on you? No, I know. I, I guess that's it in Nevada. Huh. Okay. So what happened? And um, in Nevada, they're also misdemeanor traffic traffic violations are misdemeanor. Oh my. So, so you're facing jail time then? Um, yes, I didn't pay the fine, yeah. Got it. So tell me, what happened? So um, I went into court, I pled not guilty, and, um, you know, planned to, planned to fight it all the way. And then I guess uh, about a month later, which was a couple weeks before my court date, I got a call from the district attorney with a settlement, which would remove all the points off my license, and um, there's going to be a $100 ticket instead of 1000 It's not a bad plea deal, I mean, all things considered, and especially considering you're dealing with a far away thing. I mean, you're calling from Spokane, Washington, right? Yeah, yeah, I was living in uh, Nevada at the time. Ah, okay, all right. So in order to go to court on this, you'd have to travel however many hundreds of miles, that yeah. is, to go to Nevada. Yep. So yeah. did you take the deal? Oh yeah, yeah, I took the deal. I don't blame you. As far as I'm concerned, it's you know there there's a right time and a wrong time to not take the uh, to to take or not take the plea deal. And I think the uh, the right time to not take it is to when you're when you're with others who are also not taking it, and you're like in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. And I think that otherwise, I think that otherwise, it's a smart move to not take the first deal and like you said, wait them out and then wait until they come back with a second deal, which will be a better offer or a third deal or or whatever. Yeah. And that's what you did. So, so I'm calling about something else, too. Something happened to me this last weekend, and um, I ended up in jail. Oh, no. And what was that? So it was um, it was on Saturday. I was riding my bike um, along the side of the street, and I happened to ride past this cop shop, and I was, you know, I'm a young kid, and, you know, my bike, I like to jump over stuff. So Tell you what, hold that thought. We'll find out about your jail story in a moment here. Riding a bicycle ended up in jail. Hmm, sounds dangerous. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what you could do on a bike that would be jail-worthy, but uh, we'll find out. 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number. You can bring up anything that you want. Hour 3 is on the way. Still to come, there's a drink apparently that helps cure hangovers. It's pretty upsetting to some people. Julia is going to tell us about it. It's Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. 
can take control of these airwaves and dial in toll-free at 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. And joining you here tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. As we launch into the third hour of the program. Coming up, Julia, you'll tell us about a drink that apparently helps cure hangovers, but for some reason, it's upsetting some people. We'll find out about that. But Michael is with us listening in Spokane in uh, Washington. And Michael, you were just about to tell us about how apparently this weekend you were arrested and jailed. Uh, The story started that you were on your bicycle as you were riding by a police station. Yeah, I was riding um, by, I'm not sure if they, yeah, they were, I guess they were local police for the town. Mm-hmm. And um, I was riding by the station, and I had my helmet on. I had um, earmuffs on because it was cold outside. Mm. And apparently, this cop was yelling at me to come over and talk to him. <laughs> I didn't hear him, being that I was riding my bike, wind in my ears, and I had earmuffs on as right. well. So I just kept on riding. Went went right on down the street, crossed the road, rode around for a while, and um, he came looking at looking after me, you know, I didn't think he was after me. I wasn't doing anything wrong, so he um, had his lights flashing, was, like, yelling through his intercom, and I went the other direction because I didn't think he was yelling at me. I wasn't doing anything wrong. What was he saying, do you recall? No, I didn't I didn't hear anything he said to his intercom. I just thought, you know, a cop car was flashing lights and, and yelling at whatever. I was, like I said, I wasn't doing anything wrong, so I didn't think he was yelling at me. And, uh, right, and how many times do people direction. get pulled over on bicycles? It probably is kind of a disconnect there. Yeah, 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 exactly. And um, so I go riding off the other direction. He, he he calls another unit at that point, and this is I'm not by myself. This is me and a friend is with me as well. Okay, We're both riding our bikes, and um, he calls another unit, um, corners us in, gets gets right on us, almost runs into me. Wow, and. Um, Gets, gets right out of his car, pulls out his cuffs, and starts putting me under arrest. Like, before reading me my rights or anything. Well, they don't have to read you your rights. I'm not a lawyer, but uh, is my understanding, they don't have to read you your rights unless they're going to question you. Yeah. Well, I mean, then then he read me my rights after I was already handcuffed. Mm-hmm. And, um, all my belongings had been taken away from me. And, and they arrest and your friend as well? Question. Yeah. And okay. um, so we're both sitting there in handcuffs. And he's, you know, he starts to question me after reading my rights. And mm-hmm. I, I tell him, I'm like, okay, well, I think I'm going to exercise my Fifth Amendment right, and I'm going to stay quiet. So what was his line of questioning about? I mean, what had you term, determined why he was arresting you at that point? Um, yeah, yeah, I'd asked him. I was, I was like, is there something wrong, officer? Like, am I doing something wrong? Why, why am I being arrested? He's like, he said... Um, Oh, oh! You you heard me. You heard me when I was yelling at you, and you you just kept on riding. You you looked right at me, and you just rode away. And I'm like, I wasn't doing anything wrong. I didn't hear you yelling at me. Why why would I think you would be yelling at me for any reason? So were you being charged with evading a, a arrest or something like that? Yeah, I was being charged with obstruction <laughs> because I was impeding his investigation. So on. what was he investigating? Did you determine what his intentions were in the first place when he was originally yelling no. at you to pull over? No, not at all. Not at all. So I love this. The cops just think that if they stand on the side of the road and wave their arms at somebody or, you know, yell at somebody, that that's somehow communicating what they're supposed to do. 
that uh, they never take into the fact that maybe you've got headphones in, maybe you're half deaf, like the guy that got uh, shot to death by the cop up there, in, uh, not in Spokane, but I think it was Seattle, uh, who was half yeah. deaf and had an iPod in one of his ears, and uh, he was just sitting there whittling some wood on the side of the, the side of the road. The cop shot him to death after about six seconds of him not responding to uh, the police. So I guess you're lucky they didn't actually tackle you know like tackle you or run into your bike with the car and or shoot yeah. you uh dead on the on site for not hearing them when they were yelling at you yeah i guess i guess that's the good point of it but um so it gets even better after that he since i didn't tell him my name since you know i exercised my rights he put he put me in the car my friend told him his name and um he just got let go hmm. so my did your friend get go. a summons is he still charged with yeah. something yeah yeah he is going to get a summons and yeah he, being charged with the same thing I am. Got it. But, so so obstructing uh, obstructing justice or obstructing government administration? I, I'm, I'm not sure. He just said obstruction. He so it's, it's a misdemeanor? Impeding, yeah, impeding my investigation of you mm. for not listening to me. Wow. I don't know. Doesn't doesn't make sense to me at all. So you got taken to the, uh, the cage for the night? Yeah, well, I, I got taken to uh, the jail. They checked me in and everything, and then I, I had somebody come post bail for me, which was $500. Mm. Wow, man. And uh, so misdemeanor charge, I mean, what are you looking at here, up to a year in jail? Um, yeah, I mean, if I don't pay it, I'm, I, I don't think it's that serious, you know? And what I'm going to do is I'm going to call the district attorney um, in a few days here and talk to the district attorney and hopefully try to get him to drop the charges because it's Oh, we've got to let you go. Thanks for the call. Certainly appreciate hearing from you, but uh, and I understand that you are frustrated by that. Or for our listeners that couldn't hear what he said, he said it was BS, and uh, he's very frustrated by how he's being treated. And I don't blame him. It is garbage what they're doing to people. I mean, if you're stand, if you're driving down the road and the cops are, you know, some cop standing on the side of the road and waves at you to pull over. How does that actually mean anything? Like, what, how does that really communicative? Obviously, if they're behind you and they put their lights on, it's kind of well known that that means you're supposed to pull over. But if, if a cop just indicates something or is t- trying to yell at you and you're busy and you're not really even paying attention or noticing him, that's justification for a criminal charge? That's so crazy. It's just this, this is the world in which we live, and the police can get away with this crap. And, and maybe he's right. Maybe the district attorney will uh, drop the, the charge down the line, and, and you know, maybe it was a total bogus arrest. Certainly, there's no shortage of bogus arrests where if you are willing to take it to court, that they may, they may indeed drop the charge. It's just so sad. When I didn't know happen. that you could really get pulled over on a bike. Apparently, you can. I've heard of people getting DUIs on bikes yeah. or BUI or whatever. There was actually a case in Florida in um, Fort, gosh, one of the forts, Fort Fort Pierce, yeah, where a a man got a DUI on a horse (laughs) and he took it to court and he won because the horse drives its, you know, the horse doesn't need the human to drive. Yeah, you just hop on and tell Bessie go home. Yep, and Bessie, so he won. Bessie's more of a cow name. Bessie? Yeah, it's more of a cow name. Yeah, I guess, or an old aunt. Yeah, what's a good horse name? Uh, Ed. <laughs> Mr. Ed. Yep. 1-855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number for you. It's just, you know, sometimes you can't predict this stuff. These cops behave 
like uh, you know an unchained rabid dog. You have no idea what this crazy animal is going to do to you, and you have no idea what what kind of cop you're dealing with until it, the situation happens. You could be dealing with a very nice cop who's very understanding, and you know, like I called the uh, Austin Police Department this weekend because John Bush was uh, arrested down in Austin, and we mentioned Austin before on the air. There's a number of it's one of those hot spots for for liberty activists around the country. There aren't very many of them, uh, but Austin is one of them, and uh, John Bush is certainly one of the more notable activists down there. In fact, he'll be speaking at the upcoming Liberty Forum. And he was on the streets uh, in downtown, I believe it was downtown Austin. The cops were harassing somebody, because that's what they do, and uh, John and his friend were there, and his friend, I think Michael, had a, a video camera with them, and so they wanted to go and keep an eye on the police, do a little cop watch or cop block and kind of check on the situation, and they went over to do that. The cop did not like that very much. The cop uh, then proceeded to assert his authority and tell the John and Michael what to do, because bureaucrats love this, not just cops, but all bureaucrats, a lot of bureaucrats love to just tell you something to do, like to just arbitrarily give you an order. So they can exercise control over you. So in this case, the cop's arbitrary order was, you have to get out of this area and stand behind that pole over there. And so after he was, you know, in- intimidating enough, John and Michael started to move towards the because they didn't want to get arrested. So they moved towards the pole. And as they're going towards the pole, they're kind of talking to the cop about the issue. And at one point, the cop just decides he's had enough and he's just going to go ahead and arrest him. So that's what he did. And uh, more coming up here at 855-450-FREE. You can take control of the airways. But I had a really nice conversation with the cop. I'll tell you about it in a moment. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 855-450-FREE. That is 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features on the site for free. Those features include, uh, include news updates. You can go and get signed up via email, Twitter, Facebook, whichever way is your preference, or more than one if you like, and uh, follow Free Talk Live that way. In fact... If you sign up for the Facebook, which really that's our most popular method, uh, we probably have about 2,000 people on the email list. I forget how many people, a few hundred on Twitter and over 6,000 on our Facebook page. So the Facebook page is definitely the most popular and for good reason. It's uh, it's really easy and we're doing giveaways on Facebook. So if you go to facebook.freetalklive.com, it'll take you right to our Facebook page. Click the like button and you will be in the running if you enter when the giveaway happens. It'll be the, the way you'll find out about the giveaways. We're doing tote sacks. 
Vaporsmiths.com vaporizers, LibertyStickers.com bumper sticker five packs. We've got Ruger BX25 magazines, copies of Guns and Weed, Yearly the Movie, uh, lots of great giveaways that we've been doing here. Actually, Mark's been putting it all together, uh, and he's going to continue doing them until he goes on vacation in about two weeks. So little got, gift baskets from Mark. Yeah, well, I don't know. They're not coming directly from Mark. They come straight oh. from the manufacturer. Uh, but uh, each each individual business that's helping provide these things to, for the giveaways is is going to be doing the fulfillment. So Mark's not having to. I stuff I up. like the mental image of Mark putting together like pretty little gift baskets. That is with, a good like, image. Bows. Mark doing any work whatsoever is you know is I, a good image. I like that better. Actually, I I jest. He does all kinds of like housework and things like that. Anyway. Uh, you can go to facebook.freetalklive.com, get signed up there. Just click the like button and then keep your eyes on the Free Talk Live Facebook. You know, it's going to pop up in your feed likely, or you can make a point of going there to see what's happening. But he's doing these giveaways just about every single day, and uh, he does them at different times. So if you're on in the morning versus evening or whatever, he'll do them at different times of the day. And you can win stuff, great stuff. So once again, facebook.freetalklive.com. Dot com. So I said I, I talked to this cop uh, this weekend. They had arrested John Bush in Austin and a friend of John's uh, for the dastardly crime of recording video in public of a police encounter. And uh, what did they get charged with? I'm not sure what they were charged with. Is this with. in New Hampshire? No, Austin. Oh, okay. Austin, I was going to say, didn't they just rule that that wasn't okay? Well, there was the Glick decision, which happened at a uh, federal appeals court in, in Massachusetts. Massachusetts. And that's supposed to cover all of the, you know, the Northeast or New England or whatever. Yeah. But, see, the thing is, when a court makes a ruling, it doesn't really matter. Because even if the Supreme Court says something, the other courts can say, well, that's not how we interpret it. And they'll go ahead and just do whatever they want to. And the only way they'll ever be stopped from doing whatever it is that they want to is by a lawsuit. So even though Glick came down, that doesn't mean that Jason Talley's charges have been thrown out. So Jason Talley was arrested while I was in jail. He was uh, from Talley.tv. He was arrested because he went into the the, uh, the Supreme Court, Superior Courthouse with a video camera. While I was having a hearing, he gets arrested for that and is charged with, you know, disorderly conduct and contempt of court. And this is after the Glick decision. I believe it was after the Glick decision or maybe right beforehand. But either way, they haven't just said, oh, we're just going to throw his charges out. The Glick decision happened. They hmm. don't care. There's, there's, no, there's no liability for them. So even though Glick comes down and says, you have the right to record bureaucrats when they're in their public duties, with few exceptions. And of course, Glick did leave some door open for exceptions. So it's likely the court will just be like, well, we're the exception. So uh, we'll just arrest you. And if you don't like it, you can take it to trial, hire yourself a lawyer for $15,000, and you know maybe you'll win. Maybe you won't. So he's still actually in, uh, you know, in the process. So unfortunately, when the when the courts make decisions at the higher levels, it doesn't always change anything about how things actually behave. Same thing with the cops. If the cops, uh, there was a story out of Miami uh, where the Miami Transit Security Guards, which is apparently a private company that's hired by the city of Miami to be security at their rail stations or whatever, uh, they were given a notice to post on their little security kiosk or wherever it is they do their work that they're not supposed to harass photographers that they're not allowed to you know arrest and threaten and do these things to photographers but they do it anyway yeah so it doesn't matter basically there's no liability for them not following the court orders 
Uh, so eight five five four fifty three. At least that's been my experience. If uh, you know, if you've different experience, by all means, feel free to share it. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. So I had called uh, the Austin Police Department. It was probably about four in the morning when this was going down. It was obviously three in Austin. And uh, so a message went out on Facebook and, you know, the Liberty community is a, is a, is a great community. Even, even the people outside of New Hampshire, uh, a lot of them are connected. And even though we're not in Austin, we can still help. So, uh, so if you're not in a place where something like that's going down, the message goes out over whatever Facebook methods uh, are they're going out over. And, you know, the phone number is given for the police department and people were, you know, his, uh, I think she's his wife, Catherine. Uh, she was asking for folks to to call the police department. So I picked up my phone. I called up and I I hit the record button. And uh, they took my uh, they took a message for the officer in charge. Now, whenever I leave a message for an officer in charge, I never expect to hear back from them. There's no obligation for them to call me back. I, first of all, I don't live in their area, and second of all, even if I did live in their area, they still wouldn't have an obligation to call me back. But this guy actually called back. And so, you know, points to him just right out the gate for calling back. That's pretty unusual. But not only that, he didn't freak out when I told him he was being recorded, which, again, pretty unusual. A lot of bureaucrats will flip the F out on you for recording you and hang up the phone. This guy didn't. And I actually ended up having a 20-minute conversation with this guy. And it was a it was a mostly positive conversation. Obviously, he's still a cop and he's still doing the wrong thing in a lot of areas. But at least this guy was able to 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 show some compassion for other human beings. And we talked about arresting peaceful people and we covered a a variety of different topics, not just, you know, what's happening with John Bush. I got some information about John and what his situation was, but just kind of got into some philosophy with this uh, with this cop who was really, you know, a genuinely, I think, one of the good guy cops. I mean. Yeah, he's still doing the wrong thing and probably arresting some some people for crimes that aren't actually crimes. But all that said, it was nice to be able to have a pleasant conversation with someone calling themselves a law enforcement officer who didn't have this superior, I'm better than you attitude. Both times that I was arrested when I was younger, which were both for possession of really small amounts of marijuana, mm-hmm. uh, once was in Virginia and once was in Florida, as I had the both cops were fingerprinting me, and as soon as like the door closed and we were alone, they were very nice. Hmm. Told me I didn't belong there. They would never have arrested me. There, like both times, it was so weird. It so was these like were the cops processing. You yeah, there was the two separate cops. occasions, but it was like both times. It happened to be a really nice guy. They saw hmm. a little girl in jail, and you know what I mean. It bothered them so, yeah. and they were really nice. But they waited till those doors closed. They didn't want to make that opinion known. Hmm. So I mean, there's definitely nice cops out there. It was just refreshing, and I told yeah. him so. And I, I let him know. I said, I, th- I said, thank you for you know not freaking out. And, uh, and at the very end of the call, I said, I appreciate you being able to show some compassion. And he, he gave me his direct line and his email address. I sent him an email thanking him. So I thought it was great. So there are some good ones out there. Uh, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Unfortunately, they're overshadowed by their uh, rogue, angry, jacked-up, badge-heavy brethren. You can bring up whatever you want. Take control of the airwaves. Coming up, got a uh, solution to hangovers that's really upsetting some people. Julia will tell us more. Free Talk Live. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. 
Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest Liberty Forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And we invite you online as well at freetalklive.com. Listening options are there. We have live streams, broadband and dial-up versions of the show. Radio stations, over 100 of them from coast to coast. And our satellite listening options, including two XM satellite radio channels. actually just had somebody call in who's a uh, regular listener on XM, uh, cross-country truck driver, was concerned because he didn't hear us this hour on XM. And when I say this hour, I mean two hours ago because XM delays us by two hours during the week. Uh, And what happened is they have changed their programming today. Free Talk Live is still on XM's America's Talk on weeknights, but only two of our three hours are on. And actually, that was our original deal with XM was they were going to take the second two hours of the show. But the guy that they were originally going to have on during our first hour, I guess that deal fell through. So they put our third hour on or the first hour. They put all three hours on at that time. And they've now got another guy that they've uh, that they brought in, so they they cut us back to two hours. And so I guess he said he was going to call XM and tell him he wants more free talk live, which is great. And I appreciate it's always great when when listeners call and and show appreciation for a show rather than being angry about something or I hate that you air this show. You know, to to come at a program director from a perspective of wow, you've got a really great program on, and I I want to appreciate you doing that. Uh, that's a good way to to hear more free talk live, whether we're talking about XM or on your local talk radio station. Uh, it, it's it's not a bad thing to to contact them with something positive to say. And of course, there's usually most stations could could stand to take a little more free talk live because we do this thing seven nights a week, and I think we've only got like a couple stations that carry this show all seven nights, all three hours uh, per night. So there's usually room to grow. 855-450-FREE is our number. Uh, Ruger's new SR-40C is the compact version of the recoil-reducing striker-fired SR-40 pistol, one of the slimmest and most ergonomic full-sized 40 caliber pistols on the market today. The SR-40C is based on the same high-performance glass-filled nylon frame as those used on so many great Ruger pistols, offering the same features, including a slim frame, short trigger reach, reversible backstrap, and ambidextrous controls. The SR-40C features a a through-hardened stainless steel slide or alloy steel slide with Nitrodox Pro Black Finish. See it at Ruger.com and check it out. Purchase it at your local gun dealer. That's Ruger.com. Oh, and I forgot to mention, you can go to listen.freetalklive.com to get all the listening options for Free Talk Live, including our webcam and listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone, anywhere. We continue here and go to uh, Shadow listening in Huntsville. Shadow, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Julia. Okay, thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, I, I just wanted to bring up the uh, thing that I heard on the radio station earlier today, a different uh, station, of course, about this new toy that the police are starting to look into. It's a radio-controlled aircraft, and it's like a plane or uh, you know, a little helicopter thing, and it's supposedly for search and rescue, but then uh, and sus- suspects and stuff like that, but sounds like Skynet and a Terminator thing to me. Wait, are you talking about just a drone? Yeah, a drone. But they got these new ones now. They're small. They're lightweight. They say they only weigh about two pounds. They're kind of like a, a model aircraft. You know, it can either be a plane or it can be a, 
a twin rotor type uh, helicopter. I've got catalogs, mail or catalogs of this stuff in there. Oh yeah, actually, there's an activist up here, uh, Bo, who recently purchased a drone, and uh, he's been using it, and it's really neat uh, stuff. This it's got the uh, four helicopter blades in it, and you can actually control it with his iPhone. So it's pretty spiffy, and it was only like three hundred bucks. So these the cost of the of acquisition of technology like this is is really coming down, and it's coming down into the area where even we can afford it. So you know some of the thoughts with like an activist drone would be like if you're at some sort of a, an event and the police have a police line set up, they're they're preventing humans from going uh, past it. You could send your drone back there and have the drone you know take video and pictures or or whatever. So. Uh, you know, it is it is kind of the the odds are evening out, and and it's it's kind of fun to adopt the same technology that the state is using. So here in New Hampshire, a lot of the activists have two way radios uh, that they can communicate with, which of course is something that the police have. And now we've got our own drone, as a matter of fact. So yeah, it sucks that the government has this technology, and uh, really, what are you going to do about it besides maybe shoot them out of the sky? Well, one thing I. I have in catalogs too some uh, some video stuff that that looks like something else, and it's uh, very inexpensive, less than a hundred dollars. Some of these items, and you can wear them in plain sight; nobody knows that you've got this stuff. So, if you're going to videotape, you know, the police doing things like that, that's the kind of stuff you should use because you can do it; they won't even know it. And if you want to put it on the internet, where you don't, you know, say who you are, or anything, put it out there, then you got it. Then you don't be getting in trouble, man. Well, I, uh, I definitely know where you're coming from on that. Uh, I would say that having as many cameras in as many places as possible is the most desirable option. Having both overt and hidden cameras uh, on multiple people would be the way to go. But, of course, in order to do that, you've got to be around people who are willing to take that kind of risk. And, yeah, uh, but if you have the stuff out, out in the open like that, you're asking for trouble. And then you get busted and then the system wins, you lose. Well, the trouble's going to happen anyway. Stuff, I mean, you win, they lose. It's pretty hard to win against the system any way you slice it, uh, but uh, you can pretty much count on that if you're going to be doing any level of activism, the trouble is going to come your way at some point. Uh, it's just kind of how it things go. Way, man. <laughs> All right, Shadow. Well, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate hearing from you at uh, 855-450-FREE. Well, if you do it the covert way, then you've got to be, you know, make sure you're careful about covering your tracks. Uh, because if you upload it to your own YouTube channel, then they could probably just uh, ask YouTube to get some user information about what IP address they're getting the uploads from, trace the IP address right back to your house, and then if your name's on the internet connection, you might be held liable for it, even even if you didn't do it. So there's always that possibility, too. one 450 free That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let's go to hangovers, Julia. You've got something about uh, some sort of concoction that is helping people relieve themselves. Right. It's a drink marketed as a hangover cure is enraging alcohol and road safety groups who fear it will encourage drink drink driving is what it really says. I'm hmm. not. Um, so this is actually out of Australia. Ah, well, maybe that's what they call it over there. Drink driving. Yeah, drink driving. <laughs> so I... I mean, where can I get me some of this? First of all, it, it's some sort of a beverage that, that um, claims that it can soak up alcohol like fast enough, basically, to bring your blood uh, blood alcohol levels down. Okay. Yeah, I want to hear more about this. The so-called pick-me-up Security Feel Better went on sale. That's what it's called? Security Feel Better. All right. <laughs> it looks like beer. I mean, or soda. It's in just a bottle, and it says Security Feel Better. 
uh, went on sale in Australia last week with its website promising users they will feel the effects within 45 minutes. The potion's Sydney-based marketing director, Michael Rahm, says that the French-made drink, based on artichoke extract, contained an enzyme that helped break down alcohol in the liver five times faster than the body can on its own. Impressive. Right. Um, He said that it has not yet been scientifically tested, but he believes it has the potential to lower blood alcohol levels within the hour. So this is interesting to me in general because... You know, I've always sort of wondered when the possibility of science coming in, because alcohol is one of those things like once you start drinking alcohol, unless you have one or maybe two drinks and wait a while, like you're done for in the night. You can't you can't drive really. Mm -hmm. And, you know, going places and wanting to drink and having a designated driver is a pain and it's dangerous obviously you can get to a certain point where you're way too drunk to drive and may- maybe make the decision to drive anyway because at that point in time you're not thinking right. clearly so i've always wondered when science was going to come into play when when some sort of product could be available that could sober you up essentially so yeah. that you could drive home so that that's why this story really interested me but uh of course everybody else hates it because any anything like this just that you know is fun or or potential like they just hate it so they they're upset because this is going to encourage people to drink more is that what they believe that's what they believe this is um it says road groups so i imagine this is groups like mothers against strike drunk driving but uh, the australian version whatever it is yeah um they're mad they said that you could have one or two beers and then be below the limit in 45 minutes what's wrong with that yeah i i fail to to understand their conceptualization of like what's so wrong with that if it works what's the problem right if i'm under the limit it means i'm not drunk anymore right 855-453 more about this coming up and you can take control free talk live on free talk live we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation investment and barter currency we've teamed up with midas resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces u.s eagles british sovereigns 20 francs lakota nation silver rounds montana silver reserves and walking liberty halves call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com the shipping is the same for one as it is for 20 so try to get as many as you can all at once gold.freetalklive.com This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free, 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. The features are free there, so enjoy those on us. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that, and you can do it by getting your shopping done over at Amazon. You can order pretty much whatever you're looking for. It's Amazon. I mean, they've got a lot of stuff. So what you do is you shop through our links that we have for you, affiliate links, over at shop.freetalklive.com. So when you need to buy some books, DVDs, or whatever, uh, you go to shop.freetalklive.com. Electronics, man, Amazon sells it. Uh, shop.freetalklive.com and click through this, those links. Unless you're looking for a very specific product like, say, a BB gun, like some of the most awesome BB guns that you can possibly imagine, air rifles, pellet rifles. The Dragon Claw is what Mark picked up from PyramidAir.com. They've got all kinds of uh, guns over at Pyramid Air. They're the world's largest online gun retailer. These people know their air guns. 
and they've been in business since 1993 with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. This gun that Mark got, the Dragon Claw, it's a 50 caliber air rifle. This thing can take down a deer. This is a serious Serious gun. Of course, they have less serious guns for, you know, give one to your kids or helping, uh, you know, train them with guns, with an air rifle, that sort of thing. Lots of uses for air rifles, varmint control, etc. Airgun.freetalklive.com will take you to the page about the Dragon Claw, but from there you can go into the rest of the Pyramid Air website and see, see the other products they've got. Uh, once again, that's airgun.freetalklive.com or you can call Pyramid Air at 888-262-4867. That's 888-262-4867. 67. Once again, airgun.freetalklive.com. So, Julia, you're telling us about this uh, security feel better. Security feel better. Now, this is not a sponsor of the show. I don't know anything about no, these. No, I don't even know if it works. Right. I mean, and they said they haven't scientifically Which tested it. Which I would be interested yet. to see. So the claim is let me see if I've understood this right. right. The claim is they're using some kind of an avocado based extract or artichoke. I'm sorry artichoke extract and that that somehow is more helpful to your kidneys at processing it, the it breaks down uh the enzymes five times as fast the alcohol the alcohol yep so meaning that uh, it should to some extent cancel out your being drunk this is this correct is, the claim is this is a sober up drink that's true that's and what i'm saying People are upset about this. Right. So there's organizations. It said road groups, which this I... This is Australia. Yeah, this is from Australia. So I'm picturing like MAD, those kind of mm-hmm. organizations. Um, they're they're mad about this. It says um, uh, they have serious doubts it could work, which maybe it doesn't work. Maybe it's a scam. I mean, but if it is a scam and it doesn't work, people aren't going to keep buying it. ain't going to work for a yeah. long time, yeah. Um, but he says... Uh, he is concerned that consumers would interpret it as safe to take the product after drinking to get behind the wheel. Now, if it if it if it really works and it really brings your blood alcohol level down, what's the problem? I don't get it. It it, it almost seems like these people have a hatred for the alcohol user. It, in like, the same way that people don't like nicotine users and are and are pissed off that people are using right. vaporizers. This is like um you know we've it, Free Talk Live has read crazy stories about places like banning cold beer because they say that that will do you do you remember this this was years ago. From being ago. sold, you mean? From being sold the convenience yeah. stores like single cold beer or something. Because someone might crack one open on the way home. Because someone might crack one open in the car. Um I personally think that the laws where people in the car can't have alcohol are retarded. Yeah. Um, if I'm driving, why can't the person next to me? Because I might be tempted to reach over right. and take a sip you're just as so if. Un- you're just so not in control of yourself. You have to, you just have to right. drink. Well, and also, I- I'll take that a step further, and I'm sure this would really bother people, but why can't I dr- drive around with a beer if I'm below the legal limit? If one beer is all I have and I want to drive around with a beer, a beer, what's sure. the problem? If it's If we have a legal limit in place... It's zero tolerance is really the mindset, isn't it? I mean, it's, oh, my God, we can't even have anyone having any alcohol. I mean, these people would push to lower constantly the the, the BAC. Well, they did recently, or when I say recently, I mean like five years recently. Mm-hmm. Um, in Australia, it, it they brought it down to 0. 0.05. From 0. 0.08? From 0. 0.08. And I, and I know in, in the United States, it was 0. 0.01 for a while, and they brought it down to 0. 0.08. Oh, okay. Which I'd like to take a moment to talk about how largely or at least somewhat useless blood alcohol content is 
I have. Well, I have a nice breathalyzer. And this isn't like a little keychain, cute little thing. I spent several hundred dollars on this. Uh, It's from what I have experienced, it's very accurate. Like, I. Don't you actually have to buy like a a part? Yeah, you have to buy sensors and replace the sensor to make it so it works. So the reason I bought this is because I was curious as to what blood alcohol content meant because I hear these numbers, right? So point, I can't drive them over 0.8, but we're 0.08. Mm-hmm. But what does that mean? I don't know. Yeah, I've never blown. What does it blown. feel like for you? Right. Yeah. So I've blown into this thing a lot. I take it with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, one of the first things that's become very apparent is that women tend to blow much lower than men. And that's, as far as the, lo- the volume of air? No, as far as the actual, the actual content. So you and I could drink the same amount of alcohol, and I bet I would blow half as much as you. Why? And you would probably be more sober than I, because women have more fat on their bodies. I have boobs and a butt, sort (laughs) of, right? So, (laughs) so, so, somewhat, right? Anyway, um, I, so basically, we can drink the same amount. I could be drunker than you, but it's safer legally for me to drive. Because it's being like held in the fat or something Yeah, because like it has to do with the way it's processed. Mm-hmm. So like when I drink with guys, they'll always blow like twice as high. Like skinny guys always blow twice as high. And but I know... Fatter guys, not right, that Right, but they can handle more right. alcohol than I can, mm-hmm. for sure. But I always drive because I know that if I get pulled over, I'm going to be the one with the lower limit. Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't, blood alcohol content, it has so much. So it's almost as useless as the body mass index, for instance. Right. I mean, there may be some indicators, but like it depends on a lot of different factors. It depends on what you've eaten that day. It depends Mm -hmm. on your weight. It depends on if you're an alcoholic or not. There are people out there who have blown like 0.8 and are walking down the street and you and I would be dead on the floor. Hmm. So I just think it's this one-size-fits-all system to try to prove whether or not somebody's intoxicated. And I have a philosophy that I think works best. If you can't walk, you can't drive. Well, yeah. (laughs) Right? I mean, if you can't walk straight, then you shouldn't be driving. That's my my personal philosophy. So it's interesting that they're so upset about this, these uh, teetotalers, for lack of a better term. Right. Uh, these people that are just really – they're really anti-alcohol. I mean that's that's what they're covering up for here because if if the reason for having DUI laws to keep people safe on the roads, right. if the idea is that being drunk on the road is a dangerous thing, we don't want drunks on the road, and if this product – and we're not saying it does because we have no experience with it – but if this product actually does reduce the blood alcohol content, actually does sober people up to the point where driving is a safer thing to do – that's harm reduction. They should be in favor of it. And the only reason why they wouldn't be in favor of it is because of some blind hatred simply for the idea of someone being inebriated, simply for the idea of someone uh, you know, modifying their state of consciousness in some right. way. I mean, if they want to prove something, they should fund a scientific experiment to prove this stuff doesn't work, and they'll put them right out of business. Yeah, there you go. But it's much easier to just harp on it and uh, you know yell and get a bunch of publicity for right. your group. Right. And and they're saying you know that they think that what this is going to do is increase people drinking and driving. I don't believe that at all. I think that no, uh, people a lot, are going to do what they're yes, going to do. Yes, they're going to do it anyway. And if anything, this is going to lower it. If it works, yes. And if it doesn't, people are not going to buy it for long. 
And, you know, the Vaporsmiths uh, vaporizer and the vaporizer industry, those things work for people. So they're using them and they're spreading the word about them and they're they're becoming more prolific. And you're starting to see people using vaporizers for nicotine in more places. And it just enrages the people that don't like cigarette smoke, that don't like cigarette smokers, because it's more than just not liking the smoke, as they claim. It's about not liking the fact that someone's using drugs. Look at that person. They're a drug addict. We can't have that in front of our children. People are using drugs. If they're a nicotine user, they just need to be out of sight. So it's not about the smoke. And the same thing, this isn't about uh, keeping people safe. This isn't about harm reduction. Uh, this is about punishing people. This is about we, – we like the idea of people being dangerous. I mean what? It's crazy. No, no one's gonna. I, I would say not that going anywhere. That, and uh, if this can help people, then some I'm all people for it. probably feel like they want people who drink and drive to get in trouble. You know what I mean? Right. So if something lowered their blood alcohol content, they're getting away. With they're it. getting Crime. away with it, and that makes them uncomfortable. Yeah. So uh, security feel better. Uh, they have a website, and you know I should put this to the test with my breathalyzer. You should, you totally I should, should order this and do some very scientific experiments. We could do them together if you wanted to. <laughs> uh, security, you, you can pay five bucks a bottle. It's not cheap. This is the cost of an expensive drink, basically. Five bucks per bottle. Uh, two, you can get them in multi packs, whatever. So it's available internationally. Apparently, it's not just an Australia thing. Anyway, we'll see you tomorrow night online. In the meantime, freetalklive.com. On DVD for a limited time. Chase lives here. You move back here with my son. You're a predator, Jack! Yearly is a bold independent film about the struggles of a middle class father as he fights to win back his family after being fired for sexual harassment. Reviewers call Yearly superb, amazing, and one of the most honest looks at today's modern man in marriage to hit the silver screen. I'm guilty of cheating on my wife. Winner of Best Feature at the Malibu International Film Festival and other festival awards, including Best Actor and the Platinum Reel Award. Yearly set against the backdrop of the difficult job market and follows a flawed man who makes one bad decision after another as he faces the intrusive scrutiny of the courts. Why didn't you tell me you had a kid and a wife? Go to yearlymovie.com. That's Y-E-A-R-D-L-E-Y movie.com to own the DVD now before they're gone. You have no idea what it's like. You cheated on me. Click the Amazon link on yearlymovie.com and a portion of the sale goes to support Free Talk Live. That's yearlymovie.com. Are you firing me, Riley? 